me interrupt this transmission to bring you the following live broadcast. It's Wednesday. It's 6 p.m. It's the Big Sound Joe Show! And Brian. You didn't get effects. Try it again. I don't get, I don't get effects. You have effects now. And Brian! You might not be able to hear him, but you had him. Okay, cool. <laughs> Brian's in his own studio today. I am. I hurt myself, and um, apparently people won't listen to the show if it's too heterosexual, so I still have to try getting on the show somehow. I, I guess. Yeah, you had uh, texted me. You said, uh, can we do the show here? And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. I was thinking, like, you wanted me to actually bring my shit over there and, and do the show, which we could have done. Yeah, I just, I, it's just so shitty out. I don't want you to fucking walk or take the bus. Yeah. Yeah, we've been out anyway, so, I mean, not today we haven't been out, but we've been out in this shitty weather, so <laughs> we're used to it at this point. So, is poor Karina's friend... Poor Karina's feet were, like, frozen last night when we got home from the, from the river pub. Yeah, I have, like, I have this thing where I'm allergic to cold, and I'll get these, like, hives. And it's weird because it got so bad when I was in high school once. Uh, there was like freezing rain because I, I, I live far enough where I could take a bus, but I always hated the bus. Right. And I was always doing stuff right after the end bell of my last class. So by the time I was like ready to go, okay, now it's time to get my bus, my bus was already gone. So I got so used to skateboarding and walking and riding my bike. And I remember it got so bad. It was like a February and it was freezing rain and I walked all the way home. And I got home, and my skin looked like it was, uh, like it felt like a snake scales. Yeah. Because I had so many hives. And we'd go, we went to the doctor like half an hour later, and they couldn't explain it. And they, to this day, no one could ever explain it to me. But it only happens when I'm severely cold. Now, what was really weird was I haven't really had that since I moved to Buffalo. Like, um, I'm... It, I'll get like a bump here or there. It usually starts on my knuckles or on the knuckles of my feet. And the past couple of days, it has been really bad. And then I went to, where was I? Oh, I had band practice. When I went to band practice Monday, like it was all like my ass was all hives. Like I was so itchy. And, and then yesterday I was going to go to Nick's show. And, but first I had a meeting at uh, Francesca's right by where the, your studio is. Right. Because they want to book my band. So I had a meeting there. I was there for about an hour. And afterwards, I had it was so cold in there. I was like freezing. And I like had all these fucking bumps on my hands again. And what happens is everything swells. So my feet and my hands were swollen with all these hives and shit. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just, I'm going to go home, put the heating blanket on me and try to get fucking warm. So that's, right. that's what I've been doing lately. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, you know, usually it's, it's no, you have to go see live music. No, fuck that. It's too damn cold. I, I missed, uh, I was going to go to a show last weekend, uh, which was supposed to be uh, the Dreadnecks, the Scarecrow show, Inherent Vice, and Irregardless. And half of the bands didn't even make it to that show. I know. The, the, the worst part of it was, I was like, I want to go. And the night before, um, um, I'm talking to Lily, and I'm like, I'm going to go. Do you want to come with me? And she's like, well, why don't you ask Joe or uh, Karina? And I'm like, well, they're already going. Right. I, I saw Karina was like, I'll be your door girl. 
So I was like, well, they're already going to go, but I want to know if you wanted to come. And she's like, no, but Lily doesn't really like being out. You know, that's just not her thing. She's sure. an introvert. So I'm like, well, I want to go. And I'm like, well, let me hear the Scarecrow. What's their name? The Scarecrow Show? The Scarecrow Show, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I've never heard them, or I can't remember listening to them. So I'm really listening to them. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is just old school punk rock. Like, yeah. I loved it. Oh, they're really good. I, I saw them. Uh, it was a Wednesday night show. It was them and, like, the Hovelists and, uh, I don't know, like, I think this was on that show. Uh, and some band from, like, West Virginia. And literally the only person that was there that wasn't there with any of the bands was me. Um, and, the, and, and the sound guy. Uh, and the bartender, basically. But, like, you know, like... So, like, the only non-employee there was me. And um, so, I, you know, like, they're like, oh, we're going to give out a CD. So they threw out a CD to the crowd, and one of the dudes from the band from West Virginia grabbed it. And then, um, like, after their set, they were like, like the singer-slash-drummer comes up to me, and he goes, hey, dude, I saw you rocking out to our stuff. Here's a CD. And I'm like, dude, I just played you guys on my show, like, yesterday. <laughs> nice. or, or, like, earlier today or, like, last week or so, whatever it was. Because it was a Wednesday night show, and, like, literally nobody. I felt so bad, but... They were so good, and now I've got them actually coming up February 20th uh, with uh, the Dreadnecks, THC, and Final Decline at Stamps. Yeah, like, I was, I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go, and then, like, I then I, I wake up the next day, and they're like, okay, so here's what the weather's gonna be, and I'm like, oh, and then, and then I saw Nick Landers' post, like, oh, it's not that bad out, and blah, you know, blah, 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 and then it's just like, and then all of a sudden, it's like, well, the Dreadnecks due to weather can't come, and the Scarecrow show due to weather can't come. I was like, oh, okay, well. See, I missed those posts, and then I, but but I saw that Nick and Dan from XM Priory played an acoustic set, um, which you know I, we were we were privy to some of that last night uh, at at Nick's birthday party. But um, yeah, so like, oh man, you know, I really wish I would have went. And then I found out about Nick's birthday party, and I'm like, oh well, okay, I can. I can still see Nick do an acoustic thing, and Dan was there doing some songs with him, uh, some XM songs, um, including uh, Goddamn, which is like the really like thrash metal song that they have. Yeah. They did like an acoustic version of it, and it worked. I don't know how, but it worked just really well as an acoustic song. Um, but yeah, I, I found out like the next day that the Dreadnecks weren't there because I was talking to Grant. Um, somehow I got talking to Grant, and I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I really wish I could have came last night. He's like, dude, we weren't even there. Like, oh, shit, okay. He's like, yeah, we couldn't come. And, like, um, we had, uh, you know, we were going to go see Wyatt Coyne the next night, and Wyatt Coyne had to cancel because their their car broke down or whatever. Um, we were going to go catch them at Mohawk. So, like, just all these shows were just falling apart over the weekend, uh, which which really sucks because they were all really good shows. Um, yeah. The uh, the winter is has just been insane yeah it's it's killing live music these these past few months because it's it's been a constant i'm like what is it the last four days it's snowed at least a little bit yeah i I feel in buffalo dude i i I feel really bad because nick told me last night uh nick landers told me that there were like seven people paid for that show at evening star i felt bad i'm like man i really wish it would have came he's like no no you did the right thing you stayed home and then like after i got home you know, I'm sitting in the studio, I was doing something, and I got a message, and he said, hey, did you guys make it home okay after I got home from uh, the River Pub in Niagara Falls? So Nick, like, was looking out for us, making sure we got home okay. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just been bad. It's been tough to get out and do uh, anything, really. Yeah, it's just, I hate the cold. I like I like Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo grows on me like a fungus here and there. <laughs> right. But, um... 
the weather just sucked. I don't like hot. Like, that's why I like Long Island, because Long Island was, like, right in the middle. It was never too cold. It was never too hot. Like, if if it was more than, like, if it was 110 degrees in Long Island, it's because you were on a hot fucking black roof. Like, right. And, like, I don't, I don't ever recall anyone going, okay, it's going to be hotter than 90 degrees. And then you're on an island, so go to a beach. And most beaches are free in Long Island or or inexpensive. It's like five bucks right. for an entire for an entire car of people. Like I don't know. Like that's ah, just so fucking cold <sighs> here and depressing at points. So I pay. You know, I I have a job. I have jobs now, so it's like now I actually pay taxes, and I'm like, <laughs> you like my tax dollars are going to plowing. Why aren't I getting plows in my street? Like I've. J- the second I get a job, I turn into like a curmudgeonly old man. Like, get off my lawn! I pay for this lawn. Like, it's just, it's crazy. You know, I don't have a real job for like three years, and then I start paying taxes, working once a month or twice a month at Rapids, and now I'm like, hey, I'm paying for this shit, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't want to talk about taxes, man. I started doing my taxes, and yeah. <laughs> Are you writing off um, the everything you did in the studio? Yep. Nice. Yeah, but still, that's putting me at like owing a lot of money. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm gonna see if I'm gonna figure that. I I gotta like sit down and actually like have time to just sit there and you know work on this and figure out what I did last year where I didn't ha- where I ended up getting money back. Do you, uh, do you and your uh, ex wife uh, share? No. Excuse me. Yeah, the tax credit. No. No. Yeah. She she just gets it. Yeah. I should, I should get uh, earned income credit of like, I think like four hundred dollars or something, uh, because I pay child support. But I got behind on my child support, so I don't get that earned income credit because I was not at zero at the end of the year. Oh, so like, you know that that really sucks. But at the same time, it's like, well, that's you know, at least this year I know it's my fault. <laughs> Like, previous years, I wasn't getting it because I owed them, like, $5.97 that I didn't realize I owed them. Oh. <laughs> this year, it's like, okay, this is my own damn fault. Yeah, like, I just got a letter in the mail. Um, It was, like, dated, I think it was, like, January 3rd, and I got it, like, January 8th, and it was, like, and it's this huge, because in, like, the night before, Lily and I were talking, we're like, you know, you should really call and find out how much you fucking owe for child support, because Rapids has just been paying and paying and paying. And... Like, I know I'm at least two months ahead, but I have no idea. And I got this huge thing in the in the mail going like, hey, we saw that you work for the Riviera Theater. So instead of taking money out of Rapids, you now we're going to take it out of Riviera. I'm like, I've literally worked at Riviera Theater once. Right. Guys. <laughs> once. Like, you can't like it's so annoying. So I, I all in, and, and they still didn't tell me how much and it goes total arrears owed zero dollars. It's like I hate that, like their paperwork, New York State's paperwork makes it sound like no matter what you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't owe anything, but for some reason you still got to throw in there. Total arrears owed. Um, Zero dollars. <laughs> but you, you're still a piece of shit. It's like, dude, like, um, I, I pay my fucking kids. <laughs> but I mean, like, literally for the past, like, few years, like, 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 for like the last four or five years, probably longer than that, like seven years at this point, I was getting... You know, total arrears owed five dollars and ninety seven cents, and I'm like, I don't owe you anything. And I, I finally found out what the money was from, why I owed, and it was um like from the week that I got married to my last wife. 
I only worked like one day, so they only paid a, a portion of my child support. Ah. And I realized that that was the reason, like, all these years later, and I'm like, fuck. So when I started paying my own child support, when I was working on my own for those four months, it was it was just like, okay, well, cool. You know, I can just, uh, you know, I can pay that. And then, like, I missed one payment, and the thing that I was paying through is like, well, now you owe us, like, $60, as well as your child support, and, and we're not going to pay you anymore until you pay us. It's like, fuck, all right, well, you know, I'll just get the vouchers, and then they don't, like, automatically send you the vouchers anymore. You have to print them. I don't even do the vouchers. I just send a check. That's yeah. all I do. I oh, just well. send them a, like, what I do is um, I write out a personal check with mm -hmm. my name on there, whatever I owe, and then, um, and I have to put in my county code, which is 26, because we're in the same county. Right. Uh, I have to put in my account number, like whatever my child support account number is. And then I have to put in um, my social security number and on, on a check. And then I just send the check. And with all that information, they can, just with your social security number, they can uh, pull up your account. So they go, okay, and this goes there. And um, that's all I do because the vouchers, because when I got the, like right when um, I started paying child support, they would send me these vouchers. And they would, it would say on the voucher, like, you do not have to send the voucher in. You just have to send a check in for this amount. I was like, okay, because I paid child support for the first two years out of checks. I didn't actually have the vouchers and I didn't have a, a full-time job that was doing that. So I don't know. Just good to know. I, I mean, I, I just got to pay like the, like I owe them for like three weeks, I think three or four weeks. Um, but like, then I got, then I started working again. And so like, I started, you know, my job is paying my child support now. I don't, you know, that's coming out of my check, which really sucks because I'm working two days a week. So my actual like paycheck is like 114 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it was like the way Rapids has been doing it now is they're all they're taking like 48 percent of my check of my net income. So it's like they just paid me because I worked I worked two hours on New Year's Eve. So I were I got ten dollars I got ten dollars an hour, or no I got like ten dollars and forty cents an hour or something like that. Right. And my check was for like nine dollars and fifty four cents. Damn. Dude. And then and my child support was like nine dollars and twenty three cents. That's how much they took out. So I was like, oh, okay, so it was close to twenty dollars. But and that's what like all of my checks with them have been. It's been like. Because I don't work enough through them for them to pay my entire child support. Right. And I and I only get paid bi-weekly. So it's like, so every check is literally like one show. It's annoying. Yeah. And they're going to like, and now I worked that job with Karina last weekend. So what's going to happen is I'm going to get another thing in the mail going, okay, so now you work for this company. It's like, guys, like, apparently you do not work with freelance people that have child support that much because yeah, right? you have no idea what's going on anymore. And how, I keep, like, how, and how is your foot, the by the way? How, how is what? your foot? <laughs> uh, my foot's better. Um, apparently, what I was told was um, your muscles are like the fibers in a rope, like the rope like you go to gym class on. Sure. So either it tears or it frays. So my muscles apparently frayed a little bit and that's why my foot was hurting and the reason they frayed was because my calves were so tight 
Because what happened is, is everything's connected. And this is, you know, they always tell you this, like, you know, the head bone's connected to the neck bone, blah, blah, right. blah. You don't really realize that until you hurt a part of your body and it fucks everything else up. <laughs> so I hurt my lower back. That knocked my hips out of alignment, which now that pulls on parts on my, um, on my thighs, which pulls on my knees, which pulls on my calves, which pulls on my ankles, which pulls on my, my feet. And, and also it goes up too. like my, my chiropractor, when he was working on me, he like popped my, my lower back into place in a second and then spent 10 minutes just working on my upper body because it was so out of alignment when I hurt myself. Damn, man. So, so, um, so it's, it's pretty much, so Lily, like she, she tried massaging the foot and that wasn't working. And then she started massaging my calf and she's like, you know, your calf is always, is always like really, um, tight and hard. She's like, but it's, it's much tighter now than it usually is. So she's, so we worked on that and I took some, I took some of my, um, my gummies and, and really tried relaxing it. And the pain's minimal now. I mean, it, if my back didn't hurt so much, my my foot would probably hurt more. But like I've I've it's sad to say, but I'm I've I've I'm resound to the fact that I will be in pain for the rest of my life. Yeah. So it's it's so sad to say that when you're when you're 31 years old. And, yeah. And I was like I hurt myself when I was 28, and like and I was I had doctors tell me like oh no you're gonna be great and you're never gonna be in pain again and, you know this is such an easy thing. And, and it's just like, it's not. And it's like these doctors. And then I, and then when I finally met my, my chiropractor and he was just like, no, it's going to hurt forever, man. He's like, he's just like, but if you work, do, you know, do these exercises and you come to me regularly, you know, and he doesn't want to see me. Like he hates it when he sees me like once a month. Cause it got to the point where I was seeing him once every two or three months. And he was so happy. He's like, oh, you just need a tune up. And now it's like because of the winter and everything. It's just like, oh, OK, I'm going to see Brian more. And he hates it. <laughs> Which, it's nice because it's nice having a doctor to because he's only making $40 uh, a visit on me. Right. That's all my chiropractor is. So it's not like he's making bank on me. I mean, he's still making $40 every like 15, 20 minutes. So but it's it's nice having a guy go like, I don't want to see you. I'd rather have you feel better and me not make that $40 than me have to see you because you're in pain all the time. So, um, but it was really great. Cause he's just like, no, I know exactly what's wrong with you and, and stuff like that. And like, I mean, it was, what was it Uh Friday when I went to him? Uh, it was really fucking bad. And he like, he didn't just work on my hips. He worked on my lower back, my mid back and my upper back. And he cracked all the way up to my shoulders. And, um, and then he wanted to crack my neck and I hate when he cracks my neck cause it always hurts. It always right. feels like, like a Steven Seagal movie whenever he cracks my neck. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want him to crack my neck. So he just gave me some exercises to do to, to make it so he wouldn't have to crack it and, and shit like that. But yeah, he's like, yeah, if your neck isn't better next time I see you, I'm going to force you to make me crack it. I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm, I'm broken. It sucks. I just, I, I. I get, I'm getting used to it. It just, like I said, it just it sucks, man. Yeah, I, I know Karina got home and she's like, she's like, Brian hurt his foot. I'm like, how did Brian hurt his foot? She says, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I, you know, and I shot you a message. I think, I don't know if it was that day or like the next day. And I was like, dude, I heard you hurt your foot. Are you all right? You know, like. Yeah, it's just <sighs> sucks. Thanks, Laura Moore. That's, that's what I want. I want to be told I'm 51. <laughs> 
Jesus. She says Please. that this episode was recorded on July 16, 1997 from Scott Leffler uh, and asks, you were paying taxes in 97? Wow, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I hate that I'm 31 years old and I'm still trying to make it as a musician. So It's like depressed. Like I, I had a Monday, uh, we had a we were we had a band practice. Our band practice go about eight hours. Sure. So it's like so it's about like uh, it's about nine thirty at night now. We're we're pretty spent and we're we're just talking now. We're we're eating some dinner and and we're like yeah, in like two or three years, you know, things are really gonna start moving. And I look and I just blurt it out because I am just like when I'm like really tired, I just I can't think anymore and I just <laughs> right. whatever comes to mind. And I'm like, if we're if we're in the same spot in three years, I'm leaving and I'm never playing music again. And like everyone just stopped dead. Like the and no one said anything. They the the subject was changed because everyone was just like, like what do I say to that? Yeah, right. <laughs> like Brian's the one who got every everything moving on this band again. You know the, I mean Dan, our singer, is the first one to say he's just like I don't know where I would be without you. And the whole I got like the whole band except for a bassist together. And you know I'm booking the shows and I'm keeping all everyone's spirits up. And it's like if Brian leaves, like I I don't know what I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> right. So uh, and I'm like, well guys, it's it's not like tomorrow. I'm like, it's just I'm not gonna be in the same spot I was with Lost Elysium, where three years later everyone keeps saying that they're gonna do anything they can, and no one does anything. So right. Um, and it's shit like like it's like I'm the lazy asshole because like. Dakota, our uh, lead guitarist, is like, hey, Brian, you know, I want to come to your studio and let's record a couple of uh, videos of us doing some cover songs. And I'm like, that sounds great. No, because <laughs> I'm, I'm so busy doing everything else. And it's just like, like, no, I'm just not in the mood right now. But someday, I promise you, someday you'll come here. Yeah, right. But, so and like we're already talking about. We got an, we got an offer from a band that one of the band members owns a recording studio down in Florida, and they were like, "Hey, you know, you guys should come down here and record a song with us." So, like, so now we're and we're like the past couple of practices, we're just playing around with stuff, and we're we're still in the in the honeymoon phase of of or the dating phase, I guess it'd be better. Of hey, let's just try to get to know everyone, and because our bassist is so, his name's Eric, and he is. He's like too good. Like, like he makes he he plays Primus like it's like it's brain stew from Green Day. Like really, it's, just, it's so easy for him. And it's funny because like he he'll play all all this crazy music, and then um, and then you have Dakota, who is like he was in Breath of the Valkyrie. He's no longer in that band, but he was in Breath of the Valkyrie, and they were like trying to be like the next trivium. So they're pretty much straight up like, like hard, like heavy metal. Right. And, and he's got a great voice and he, and he actually like was, he, he was taught to play guitar. So he knows scales and modes and stuff like that. And then, so he's like, that's, that's his style. And then you have punk rock, Brian, that it's just like, I'm one of those guys. Like when I write a song, it's like, if the song can't, if it's not, if it can't have only three chords and a great vocal melody, then it's a shitty song in my opinion. Like that's, <laughs> that's how, and that's what actually threw me to breaking solace. Cause if you really listen to breaking solace, um, 
the choruses are only like three or four notes and with a great vocal melody and great great lyrics sure and and that's and that's what drew me to it because because i was like i listened to the first time i heard the band was when i saw them and i was i I shared a stage with them with uh lost elysium right and and they um and and i'm like man it's like it's sort of like lincoln park and papa roach but then like newer bands like post hardcore and and so, like, it was just a little bit of everything, and I really like that. And I'm like, but you know it would be better if they had just a little bit more punk rock style? And then I joined the band, and I'm like, guys, I'm bringing punk rock in here. <laughs> and, and my punk rock isn't even punk rock. It's just, it's the mentality. If, if you have the, ment- the punk rock mentality, there's so much that you can do. And uh, I don't think um, the band really knew what it, was, what it was in for, because, like, the past couple of practices were, like, like uh, was it um not this past Monday but the week before that uh the bassist and the and in Dakota they like started doing this like pirate riff it was like very like alestorm like piratey type stuff sure and and everyone's like yeah this is really cool and then Dan was playing drums to it because uh uh Jake can't play drums yet so as we're trying to get everyone up to speed Dan's been playing drums and and like Jake comes to me and goes Brian like do you have anything? And I'm like, well, I have this thing. And like, and like Jake's just like, oh my God, I want to play on that. I just wish I could play drums. And then I, I play something else. And, and then I played something like so not breaking solace. It's like very thrice quiet. Sure. Like post alternative indie or something. And like the whole band's like, hey, Brian, like, can you just keep playing that for a little bit? So like for like 10 minutes, I just kept playing the same riff over and over. <laughs> and they're like, this is really cool. And I'm like, okay, like I think writing is going to be really fun in this band and that's that's what it's been as of late cool so i saw i did see a video of uh, of jake playing drums with one arm and uh, he's he's better than a lot of two-arm drummers i mean you were there in person and you saw him oh yeah i mean the, it, with but, the cajon yeah with the cajon though but that was that's not that wasn't like full-blown drums but i saw him on like instagram playing drums just like with one arm yeah i was like damn <laughs> yeah, I sat I sat next I sat on the drum set um and whenever there's a drum set and I'm in front of it I need to play it and it's it's so sad cuz I'm a guitarist and everyone the second I start playing drums they're like, "Oh, he's a guitarist." <laughs> I um, I know what that's but, like. <laughs> but the fun part was uh, I go to uh, Jake is like cringing when I'm playing his drums and I look at him like, "Jake, don't worry, I'm not a drummer. I am a percussionist." And then I'd hit a cymbal and go, "See? Percussionist." <laughs> so so I call myself because, like, like right now my studio is it's a little um, it's a little packed because I have my electric kit in here, and what I do with my electric kit when I'm writing drum parts is I'll play the best I can to the drum part, to like the click track and to the guitar part, and then what I'll do is I'm like, okay, now let's take that and actually set it up and now quantize it and pretty much have the computer take over and actually play what I'm trying to play. Right. And like, and that's how, like when I did the, the, uh, silence, the cynic music, that's what I did. I pretty much pretended to play drums and then told the computer to do better. <laughs> so I had Hal 9,000 help me out. It's kind of what I want to do. I want to, I want to do stuff like that. And I, I, I don't even know like where to begin with that. First, I need to get an electronic kit and kind of try and teach myself to play. Well, one day you can come to the studio and I can show you all of this shit. I'm still trying to get it to work with Reaper because right now it only works on Logic and I hate Logic. I still hate, 
eight eight logic. By the way, man, I you recommended Reaper to me, and I've been using it ever since. I I love that program for for my voiceovers. Uh, one of the voiceover guys that I watch on YouTube actually had a series of how to set it up specifically for voiceover. And so I followed that, and now it's just it's like the perfect thing for me to use. Like, there's a guy named Glenn. Uh, he's from Spectre Sounds um, on YouTube. And, like, his, I mean, he's got, like, a full-blown recording studio. And and he's just like, yeah, I use Reaper. Why? Because I really like it. And the plugins are the plugins that come with it are some of the best plugins on the Internet. Sure. And, and like, their, their compressor and their noise gate is amazing. And, yeah. I mean, the only, the, I started buying plugins, um, when I started really getting into shit. Like, when, I, like, they have a pitch corrector and stuff on there, but I don't want to use an auto-tune. Right. So I wanted a slight auto-tune, like, live auto-tune thing, so I picked that up at Waves, and I picked something else for vocals, and then everything else is, like, it's, like, full-on programs, like, bias effects and easy drummer and, and, and keyboards and like stuff that no program will come with unless it's like GarageBand. So, and like I'm, I'm, I, I still fucking love it. And the only, the only thing I hate is I can't get my my drums to work with Easy Drummer Two in that program. Right. I can I can only get it to work in Logic. And I don't know if it's uh, if I'm missing something or I always need to update it. Like every time I go on Reaper, it's like, hey, you have a new update. I'm like, God damn it! I keep <laughs> yeah, I know. You. I know how that goes too. So. <laughs> so. And it's only sixty bucks, which I know you probably still haven't paid yet. Um, I'm going to eventually. <laughs> I yeah, I know not... how you feel. I've been saying that for like a year and a half. No, now. I'm going. To, I I love the program, and I, it's it's like uh, there's like one plugin where you can just grab your background noise, and it'll take it right out, and you can set presets. So like I have presets for like if my air conditioner's running, if my heater's running, if there's like the wash machines are going. You know, if there's just like a compressor going on, uh, going off outside or whatever, like if I, your girlfriend's complaining that you're not cleaning the house well enough, <laughs> there's one for that. She hasn't complained about that yet. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> I, to, I, I told her uh, on the ride home from the last job we worked was I'm like, well, there's two types of cleaning. There's boyfriend cleaning and girlfriend cleaning. And I'm like, you do the boyfriend cleaning. And you just do that so the girlfriend cleaning can come up right after that, and it's a little easier for the girlfriend. Right. So those 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 are my rules. So I'm doing I'm doing the best. I'm working on the studio right now. So I mean, I sent you the picture of just that one corner. I was like, look, it's clean, kind of. It's funny because I was like, the first thing I'm like, hey, look, it's my amp. I miss it. Yeah, right. I still I still got a profile. I got a profile like all my amps still. I, I'm still I'm so fucking lazy. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> Well, I mean, like I said, you're welcome to borrow it to profile whenever you need to. So, <laughs> yeah, let's get into some music. Uh, we got a show coming up on uh, this Friday at Nietzsche's. Uh, it's it's all Western New York's first show at Nietzsche's. And uh, we're actually uh, still trying to fill a slot for this show. We had, uh, unfortunately, one of our bands, uh, their singer got bronchitis and is unable to perform. Uh, so we're still working on that, uh, so hopefully we'll have an announcement soon as to who's going to fill in that slot. Uh, when is it? It when is, is this, it? this Friday night uh, at uh, Nietzsche's. 10, at 10 p.m., the slot we're looking to fill is 11.15 until midnight. Oof. Yeah. But, I was going to say, I'm like, if you need someone to show up and do a half-hour acoustic set, I'll show up. But Yeah, we're working on it. We'll, we'll find somebody, I'm sure, in the next couple of days. 
but uh, opening that show for us uh, and playing a full hour at 10 p.m. is Tokyo Monsters. Yeah! And this is a song from them. This is called The Devil of Mar- Daredevil of Marywood on all WNY Radio. Think so, Joe Show. Monsters on all WNY radio, the Think So Joe show. My phone just went off. I heard. Yeah, I got an email. Thank you for renting Star Trek Insurrection. <laughs> we'll get to that did, in, uh, in a little bit. Did you wait? Did you already talk about? Um... Yeah, we already talked about the one last week. Oh uh, man, I missed. Well, that. well I, I will talk to you about it because I know, like you said, that was one of your favorites. We'll talk. To, we'll talk about that. So we'll get into that a little bit. Can you hear this? Kinda, a little bit, yeah. Okay. I just I've been playing bass the entire time we've been talking. <laughs> Have you? So, yeah. I got I'm in, no- my, I'm in my studio. I'm surrounded by musical instruments. Be, yeah. Be happy. I'm not playing drums right now, guys. I'm I'm sure. I've got the uh, yeah I've got the noise gate uh, turned up a little bit to kind of block out some of the noise from my studio. So <laughs> I gotta. Not- so hopefully uh, hopefully that's making this sound cleaner on the air. I think it sounds pretty clean over here. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, I did the Nick and Dan show, and, uh, like, it's not going to air for a couple of months, but they asked me, like, what's the one piece of equipment in your studio you can't do without uh, in reference to the podcast? And I'm like, my noise gate. <laughs> like, this thing is a godsend, man. Like, I wasn't I, even invited. I Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was You're just... Like, yeah, it's the Think So Joe show with Brian... With Brian. Oh, fuck Brian. I got to... They, they asked... Uh, they said they were in the office. I'm like, you didn't invite me. And they're like, well, you know, we need you to come do an interview. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And they were like, you know, Thursday at 6.30. So last Thursday at 6.30, I'm in the all WNY radio offices uh, doing the Nick and Dan show. So we did the did an interview, and then we did, like, a bunch of introductions for season two. Uh, so you're going to see me on every single episode of the Nick and Dan show this <laughs> this season. That's hilarious. I know I'm going to be on the Nick and Dan show... We're shooting March 4th, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, it's a nice, I think a nice little setup there. So that was, uh, you know, it was cool. We got to, uh, you know, and we were messing around with Scott's uh, Amazon Echo. I know. I saw that. I'm like, I'm like, fucking trolls they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, they started with the with the titty sprinkles, right? And then, yeah. Uh, so, like, when we went in, I just had to mute mine so that it's not picking up what I'm talking about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I, like, so we were just like, you know, Nick was, add stripper shoes. And I'm like, add a mail order bride. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we're just like riffing on this, you know, Echo thing. And Scott's like, you know, like if you go into the Alexa app, you can hear like the commands being spoken. So like he plays it back, and it's like Nick saying, "Alexa, order twelve, you know, add twelve cheeseburgers to my shopping cart." <laughs> so yeah, luckily it doesn't uh, actually like buy the things until he actually checks out. So. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, Scott would be getting weird shit to his house, man. <laughs> yes, the Nick and Dan show season two is coming up, I believe, in April. They're going to start airing new episodes. And I will be on every single one of them. Ugh. I'll be on one of them. So, you, I mean, like, you know, if you need to skip the first 30 seconds of the show, but uh, these intros were, like, really fun to do, so I'm not going to give any of them away, because... That's uh, for their show, but yeah, we we had a ton of fun doing them. I I'll, I'll do one. I'll, I'll tell you, one of them was uh, they handed me a cowboy hat, and I've got these uh, ski goggles I've been wearing everywhere, and they're orange. So I put the cowboy hat on and I put the ski goggles on. And I said, "This is Bono, and you're watching the Nick and Don show." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't like that. Was probably the worst one out of all of them. So I don't know if that's gonna make it out to any of the episodes, but. Just like, it was just like, hey, I have orange glasses, kind of, and I have this cowboy hat. <laughs> By the way, Bono is on the cover of Rolling Stone. I don't know if you knew that. I was walking through, we were at Rite Aid last night, and uh, we looked at, uh, we were walking by the counter, and there's Rolling Stone magazine with Bono on the cover. And I'm like, what the fuck has Bono done that he's on the cover of the Rolling Stone this uh, this week? Doesn't you two have a new album out? I don't know. I took credit for it. I said, I made that joke on the Nick and Dan show, and then all of a sudden this dude's on the Rolling Stone. Fuck that. That's my cover. <laughs> so I'm on the cover of Rolling Stone this week. <laughs> In my own little mind. In your own little mind, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I, I have no idea why he's uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they got a new album, cool, good for them. I don't know. I'm, I know you're a fan. I'm not. So, <laughs> like, what was it? it? My some of my band members are bitching because they got their iPhones and the and you know that was right around the same time they got the uh, the YouTube the, the, free... the YouTube album. I and, uh, and like, I'm like, oh, hey, you guys are lucky. I do illegally download the thing, and I I love the album. Like, I actually like. At least half of the songs on there. So I was like, one of them's called like the Ballad of Joey Ramone, and I was like, and it's a really good song. So my problem with uh, with YouTube for the most part is they're the first. If you always take their album like it's like it's vinyl, their A side like which is usually the first four to six songs mm -hmm. are always better than the rest. Sure, I I mean here's my thing about that. Like I understand why people were upset. But at the same time, for me, it's always like, it's always, I, I never, ever complain about free music. I mean, if you look through my phone and you see some of the shit I have in there, and you're like, why do you have a Katy Perry album? Because it was free. <laughs> why do you have the, why, why do you have the best of, of, uh, of, uh, 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 fuck, I can't think of her, the one that does the fucking song about, uh, shit, I don't even know what she does, like, Ciala, uh, Sierra? Sierra or something like that. I don't know who the fuck it is, but I have like the very best of Sierra. Like, why do you have that? Because it was free. Like God, a shit ton. Just because like, it's, it's free, Joe, doesn't mean you should have it. Uh, well, VD is free. This is also true. I don't know, man. Free is my favorite four-letter F-word, followed by Mom, food. <laughs> mine is fairy. That's, I know it's five. I'll say that's that's more than four letters. <laughs> Shut up, Joe. I'm hurting. <laughs> yes, I will give you a pass because I know you're in pain. Ooh, pain pass. Yay, pain pass. Uh, I'm trying to spell Think So Joe Show right now, and I'm having so much trouble. <laughs> think So Joe Show. God damn it, man. Oh, it's because I put the. That's why it's all fucked up. Ah. Uh... There we go. Oh my god. There we go. My view in my studio are recording Think So Joe show. I'm like trying to like hype it up and I'm like just fucking this up, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I yeah. I slipped on some ice the other day, man. Like I was, we were walking home from the store and just like I've got bread and eggs in one hand and I slipped and fell on the ice. I'm like, fuck. But I like made sure to lift that bag up so it didn't hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, Cre I um Creep. I go to I go to Lily and I'm like, hey, I'm finishing up Francesca's and I'm not gonna go to Nick's birthday show, so I'm I'm gonna stop off and get some eggs at Tops. Do you need anything else? So she's like, yeah, let let me know when you get there. So I get there and I slip on the fucking ice because they didn't even they never plowed it like right. the small tops that you go to. Okay, yeah. So they never plowed it or anything. So and then I get the shit and I come home and, um, I just I put all my groceries on the ground so I can go get another another bunch of groceries from my car as I'm bringing groceries into my kitchen. My dogs are so excited to see me. They jump on my eggs. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, man. I was like, and like, how do you get angry at a dog for being just happy that you're home? Yeah. Right. Like it's, and I'm like, and I, I'm like, God, I'm like, I just bought the eggs. So most of them were still good, but I was like, Oh God. Like, and they're like, they're, it's like they're chihuahuas. Like, like the heaviest ones, like twenty five pounds. Right. Like they're they're small dogs in comparison, but it's still like they still you know can crush eggs pretty fucking easily. Apparently, 
Yeah, I slipped and I'm like, whoa. And then like, I by the time I, like by the time Karina turned around, I was already back on my feet. She said, what happened? It's like, I fell. She's like, oh, I thought you saw like a dog or something. <laughs> oh, no, I fell. <laughs> like I was fine. It didn't, like it didn't hurt her. Now there was just like, damn, that fucking sucked. <laughs> you know? Like I've yeah. fallen way harder this this year than I than than just the other day. Like like walking between uh, Target in Niagara Falls and where I work, that's like always ice. So that's a pain in the ass to walk. But like, hey, I need food. You know. <laughs> you know what the worst place to walk is? Up and down your stairs. Hey, we've been keeping our stairs clean. Now, when you say we, is it Karina going, hey Joe? Shovel the fucking stairs. No, it's Karina shoveling the stairs. Oh, women's lib. And she that's uh she loves to shovel. So I ain't gonna stop her. <laughs> hey, you, you like she like the one night when uh it was the night of the inherent vice show. Uh that uh you know all the bands dropped out of and nobody went to. Um and I, I feel awful about that by the way, because like inherent vice deserves to have a full show every time they play. Um but, uh, so we, you know, we were going out, we were going to the store or something and she was like, I'm going to shovel real quick. Like, okay. So she shoveled off the stairs and she shoveled, a, like shoveled the porch. Well, not the porch, but she shoveled the stairs, shoveled the sidewalk in front of the house. Uh, you know, and then we, uh, we went out and we came back like 10 minutes later. It didn't look like anybody shoveled. Like that's how bad it was snowing the other day. Yeah. So we, you know, we were like really glad we didn't go you know what i mean it was like we felt bad we weren't there but at the same time it was like you know two of the bands weren't there and then we and then again we were gonna go out saturday and like wyatt coin couldn't make this show and i liked some of the other bands on the show but if you know without wyatt coin it was like nah i'm not taking the time to do that in this weather like if it was summertime yeah i'd, I'd have been at that show because I think I think this was on that show, and uh, some, like another band I really liked was on that show that I can't think of off the top of my head. But without Wyatt Coyne, it was like, eh, okay, now it's missing something, you know, that that you know would be fine in the summertime when it's nice weather and you know there's it's no issue to get from place to place. But in this weather, fuck that. <laughs> I, I like the bands, but you know. My, missing a you know your headlining band basically it's like well okay now it's now I don't really want to you know make the trek in this weather I gotcha yeah so I feel bad you know it's nothing against this or any of the other bands on the show I mean I've, I've got this coming up uh, on a show uh, 519 May 19th at Good Bar do you now? I do, with Of Night and Light, Archers, and Inherent Vice. I love Of Night and Light. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. That's going to be a good one. We got some really good shows coming up. We got Friday coming up uh, with Tokyo Monsters, uh, Nuke Fun, and Humble State, and uh, hopefully one more band. Um, March 31st, uh, well, let's, let's, let's uh, not get ahead of ourselves, February 10th, uh, with the Dreadnecks, uh, THC, Final Decline, and uh, Scarecrow Show. That's uh, that's over at uh, Stamps. Stamps. Uh, yeah, March uh, March thirty first. You know about this one? Kennedy Carpool, Breaking Solace, and Exham Priory. 
And we're just doing three bands. Just right? doing the three bands. I like that. That is a killer lineup in itself. For the, I agree for the all WNY anniversary show, and that's uh, that's gonna be a really good show. Uh, May nineteenth, Good Bar This of Night and Light, Archer's Inherent Vice. Uh, June first, and Nietzsche's. This one's finalized. Yellow Sauce, Janie Crash, Billy Draws Two, and The Lady or the Tiger. And Damn. we're still still putting together a couple of uh, July shows. We got this uh, really good punk show we're trying to put together early in the month, and then later in the month we've got uh, uh, Buried Beneath Concrete and Coffin Hook uh, with a couple of other bands. So a huge metal thing going on. I only like really bad punk shows, so I won't go to that one. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting to hear back from the bands. I think the only one I have confirmed right now is Axton Smashed. Are so, you just booking them because they are part of your... It sounds like your favorite uh, <laughs> tag team. Their name is based off of Demolition, but no, that's not the only reason I'm booking them. Sure, sure. They're really, I hear Karina laughing. I uh, I showed her my Demolition action figures earlier, the autographed ones in the studio. So, like, what, you, so what you're saying is you're never getting laid again. <laughs> you might be right about that. She She's now seen my action figure collection and how it actually looks when the shelf is clean. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh my god, I'm sleeping with this? Yeah, I take way too good care of, of my action figures when I actually have them displayed properly. <laughs> oh, did you? Uh, here's, a, here's a wrestling question. Did sure. you watch uh, SmackDown? No. Okay, because like one of the YouTube wrestling podcasts or whatever, they um they they had a picture of uh, Earthquake John Tenta. Okay, and and then I read like the results, and they had nothing on Earthquake on the results, and he's dead. So I'm like, why is he even in the results? Like, why is he the screen capture for these things? So I, I don't know because I know that Tuesday night they announced that Goldberg is headlining the Hall of Fame this year. Boy, who would have thought? Yeah, right. Uh, so I don't know if maybe they maybe 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 they made two announcements. I don't know. We didn't get around to watching SmackDown. We were at uh, we were at Nick's show. Uh, and then we came home and watched Space Jam. And then when I got up, it's like, oh shit, I gotta watch Star Trek. <laughs> Space Space Jam, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love me some Space Jam. Yeah, I, I've seen it before, but that was like, you know, I haven't, I've only seen it like once before. So it was like, all right, cool. She found the DVD was laying around somewhere and she was like, she brought that in the room and she brought like uh, the uh, My Cousin Vinny Blu-ray. So like, oh, cool. Yeah, we're, we're going to watch Space Jam at some point. <laughs> so we, we watched Space Jam. Well, I watched Space Jam. She fell asleep. Oh, who would have thought? Yeah. It was a good movie, man. I enjoyed it. I love Bill Murray in it. <laughs> Lady Laura Moore says that her favorite four-letter F word is four, and that SmackDown started in 1999 because this episode supposedly aired in 1997. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. I don't listen to Lady Laura Moore anymore. More, more, more. Any more spelled M O O R E? Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh man. Oh. 
So, um, and uh, what do you call All West New York Radio may have another show in March, but you and I need to talk about that. Okay. Off the air. Sure. I've got huge plans, but that requires me to actually go through with said huge plans. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> that reminds me, this is episode 97 of this show. I know, like, there was a, you just posted, um, I got a thing that said two years ago, I think it was like two days ago, that you had just announced me as your, uh, as your co-host for sure. the show. Yeah. All right, so today is uh, episode 97, uh, and next week would be 98, the 31st would be 99, on February 7th. That will be our 100th episode, and I was thinking we could do that in studio in Niagara Falls at the office. And I have a, I've been in negotiations with a band that wreaks havoc on our equipment that may uh, perform for us on that episode. Is it a band I like? It is a band you like. Is it a band that has their own show on All West New York Radio? It is a band that has their own show on All West New York Radio. Okay, that's all I need. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I was actually going to suggest the same thing. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's that seems to be the plan right now. I just need to finalize details with them and uh, see what we're going to do. Um, but that seems to be the idea three weeks from now is to do the show in Niagara Falls. Oh, man, I'll perform a song, too. Yeah, you can do that. We'll all perform music. I'll perform their one of their songs, and they can perform one of my songs. Because <laughs> that won't be weird. Yeah. Yeah. They're... I like. I want. I want to sing the song. Uh, God damn! I lost my way. <laughs> I love that. Song. I got to hear that acoustic last night too. That was uh, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Like it, it's cool how how well some of their like heavier songs translate into. Uh, being just these acoustic songs that are really good. So like, I really I, I really would hope that they play uh Goddamn, which is the other song that says Goddamn a lot in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh would uh, so I mean maybe we'll get them to play both. Who knows? Like, we what? gotta talk to them, we gotta figure that out and make sure that they're available and able to do it. So Yeah, one thing I can't stand is when a band takes like their heavy songs and then they like, pussify them. Like they make them like so like weak. It's like it's like, uh, come on, like, you could, like, what was it, uh, like, uh, Korn did Freak on a Leash Acoustic, and it was, like, on MTV Unplugged, and I was like, okay, this is cool, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, but I would have also liked to hear, like, still a rock version, just acoustic guitars, like, but it was like, oh, well, let's just, let's throw some piano in there, and this, that, and like, oh, come on, guys. Right. So uh, like he did that with uh, like, he he did that with Amy Lee if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I like bands that still still rock out even on acoustic guitar. Yeah. I mean, like the way that they performed "Goddamn" was like holy shit! Like this song works really well in that capacity. Like you wouldn't think so when you hear the electric version because it's so like heavy and thrash and like. It, but then, like, he just does this acoustic version, and it's like, holy crap. <laughs> uh, you guys can actually play and sing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, maybe we'll get them to, we'll, maybe we'll get them to do that on the 100th episode, uh, which is coming up in three weeks. Cool. Yeah, man. That's, uh, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a heck of a run. We've, we've made it this far 
despite Lady Laura Moore thinking otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So like what a... are your memories of the hundredth episode? <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe it's been a hundred episodes. That's just scary. We just did three hundred on a board wrestling fan not too long ago. We didn't do shit for it either. We're just like, fuck it, it's an episode. <laughs> Well, because I was there for your... I think I was there for episode 100 for Board Wrestling Fan. I'm curious. I'm actually going to go look up episode 100 and see yeah. if I can... <laughs> yeah, I think I was... I think I was either 100 or 200, but I think it was 100. Because I think you were like, hey, Brian, why don't you come for 200? And I was like, nah. Because I think uh, that fat bastard and you were still friends or some shit. Probably. And I for 200, I think we had like multiple guests... Let's see, uh, BWF crew reminisce over past episodes and are joined by Mr. Brian DeVille of the DeVille Agency. Uh, Mr. DeVille talks up his clients, RJ City and Rhett Titus, both of whom will be in action on Sunday, November 30th at Empire State Wrestling's WrestleBash event in Lockport, New York. Also, I think it was at that one. Yeah, also appearing on the show, uh, or also appearing on the WrestleBash card are Kevin Nash, Gene Snitsky, Trent, Colin Delaney, and the first ever BWF interviewee, Johnny Gargano. So no, Never I don't mind. think you're on that one, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, never mind. Uh, we discuss this week's wrestling television, go over the news, and celebrate 100 episodes of BWF Radio. Because I've been on, uh, I think, I think I've done three different episodes of Brian Deville, and I've been on two different episodes with Frankie Feathers. Yeah, and you were uh, on that infamous he, one where where uh, Frankie Feathers does not touch children. Yeah, Frankie Feathers. Not, I still, I still want to freaking get a a freaking billboard and like just have his face on there and then and have it say like Frankie Feathers does not touch children. <laughs> cause, cause first off it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why do, why do you need to have that? No one was even thinking that he touches children. Now we, now we have to wonder if he touches children. <laughs> like it's just, and then people can't get angry at you for bringing that. I though, because it's just like, I'm not saying he touches children. I'm saying he doesn't. Right. I'm on his side guys. <laughs> so, and it's just like, what? So, is he still a face? Yeah. Still... I haven't been to a show in a while, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still a face. I can't I can't fathom him being a heel with his gimmick. They've actually got a show this Saturday with uh Brian Cage from Lucha Underground who's gonna be on the on that card. Uh but I'm not gonna be there. I got my kid and she wouldn't go to wrestling. So <laughs> your your kid doesn't like wrestling? What kind no, of father are you? I'm like my kid's a teenager, man. All she wants to do is sit in her room with her headphones on. She don't give a shit what I'm doing, what I'm into, you know. Uh, episode two hundred: Joe, Fat Guy, JT, G, Noise, and Coaster are joined by special guests, PWX champion John Schuyler, and musical guest Andrew J. Rymers on this milestone episode of BWF Radio. And what was that? Two hundred? That was two hundred. What the fuck special anniversary ones was I on? Because I know it was on an anniversary. You were probably on the anniversary episodes. That's what I'm I'm looking up. Anniversary. Let's see. I think maybe you were on the actual like anniversaries. Okay, like year or two year or whatever. Uh okay, so we had episode 49. Uh Joe JT, Fat Guy G, regular former regular co-host Drow Goddess, joined by Empire State Wrestling's Brian DeVille and Frankie Feathers to talk this week in pro wrestling. Uh that was the first anniversary. I had to have been there because I was because I know both of them were there the first one of the first episodes I was on there. It doesn't have your name in the description anywhere, so I'm... I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys just don't like me. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe I was a bad co-host. No, you I... are not a bad co-host. We liked you on the show. 
I know I know Gary Barnish thought I was a bad co-host. <laughs> you kept in the damn you kept saying Cleveland Browns and we were just like, oh, this is gonna be funny, man. Anytime somebody says Cleveland Browns, we're just gonna play the Cleveland show theme. And you just kept doing it. <laughs> Cause I'm a troll. I troll my own shows though. I don't troll other people's shows. Yeah. I don't go on a newscast and go baba booey, baba booey. So it's okay. Right. But I think we should get into some music and then um Joe can re-regale me on uh, what he thought of Star Wars First Contact and then Star Wars Insurrection. Sure, that sounds like a plan. And uh, this is a band out of Buffalo-ish. Uh, yeah, somewhere around here. They're playing on this show on Friday night uh, at Nietzsche's. Uh, and they are called Nuke Fun. And uh, I'll give you a longer song so you can get a little reprieve from me. Uh, this song is called Imagine Us on all WNY Radio, The Think So Joe Show. Love cow. 
fun on all WNY Radio. Think so, Joe Show. That song called Imagine Us off their latest EP, Porter Party. Uh, yeah, Porter Party. Porter Party. Porter Party, not Porta Potty. Porter Party. Porta Potty. Porter Party. Uh, I'm sure you're, I don't know if they have physical copies. Maybe you can pick them up Friday. Uh, it is on Google Play. I can tell you that much. Um, but you can definitely uh, check them out this Friday night at Nietzsche's over on Allen Street there. First time for all WNY radio at at, uh, at Nietzsche's or even like in Allentown there. So that's going to be a, a fun experience for us. I've played Nietzsche's. Well, la-di-da. I've you, seen you at Nietzsche's. Yeah. <laughs> the the night that Joe doesn't like to speak of. <laughs> it's all in the past, Joe. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. I'm fine. I, I've uh, I've gotten over all that shit, so... <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Fuck her. Yep, exactly. She doesn't listen to this show. Exactly. <laughs> no, Karina doesn't even listen to this show. <laughs> so, so uh, Joe Knows Jack is this wonderful thing that I, uh, I have created. It is my monster that I have bred with sadness and angst. Um, and Karina hates it because it it takes uh, Joe away from her. <laughs> she um, she reminded me that I had to do this. By the way, I we're, we're sitting at home and she's like, "Hey, I'd hate to spoil your good mood, but um, have you done your Joe knows Jack for this week?" I'm like, "Fuck." Okay, so uh, we're doing the Star Trek stuff. So I would just like to know what did you first think of my favorite, one of my favorite Star Trek movies, Star Trek: First Contact. I I didn't really get into it. It wasn't bad. But I, I wasn't really, like, super into it and, like, oh, this is, you know, this is great. Uh, I, I did uh, mention last week uh, that uh, I felt like uh, if Kirk were in charge instead of Picard, uh, instead of, like, calmly talking the, uh, the, you know, the lady that passed out and, and, like, they brought her back and she was threatening to shoot Picard with the phaser or whatever, I, I think uh, instead of calmly talking to her, Kirk would have just fucked her. <laughs> um, calm down I can't <laughs> <laughs> right exactly uh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't a bad movie I just I you know I wasn't like super into it but like you know it is what it is it's Star Trek it's the Borg it's it's the first time you see the Borg in the in the films um, and, and they're trying to assimilate uh, data and all that and like uh, you know I thought it was a pretty good pretty cool movie I still like the fourth one the best, uh, just because I thought it was hilarious. It was more like a comedy than a, you know, sci-fi the voyage, film. <laughs> the, voyage, the voyage home he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's the one where they had to go to twentieth uh, century San Francisco. I think try, my favorite. I, I think my favorite part of Star Trek: First Contact is the Borg because it's this. It's this species that isn't a species. It's more of um, of a parasite, right? And it needs other bodies, and it's it's sort of like oh, also also Kirk would have uh, fucked the head of the board or the Borg. I mean, I'd fuck the head of the Borg too. I mean, <laughs> it's Tilda Swinton, man. I I have a huge thing for Tilda Swinton, though. So, if you want to see a really cool movie with Tilda Swinton in it, and it also has Loki from Thor. And it has, um, oh, shit. 
he played Chekhov in the new Star Wars films, but he died. Right. It's a it's a movie called Only Lovers Left Alive. And it's about these two vampires that are separate and then they but they love each other and the way it's supposed to be is they're pretty much Adam and Eve, but they're vampires and all, like Romeo and Juliet's about them and like because they're really old. And the male vampire is like this musician who like loves old, old stuff. And and like every time someone hears any of his songs, they're like, oh, my God, this could be the new thing. And what he does is he sells his music to all these bands. So every every like famous genre, like like uh, like when Flock of Seagulls came out, he was the reason like he actually sold his songs to Flock of Seagulls. He sold his songs to Led Zeppelin. He sold his songs to. To like the who, like every like every time there was a new like popular genre, it was actually all because of him and stuff like that. Like he just wanted his music heard. So um, it it's a cool, it's a weird movie. It's a very slow movie. So you, so I know Karina would fall asleep, <laughs> but it's just a really cool movie. And like when I watched it with Lily, I was completely shit faced on Sangria. It was so good. Karina would like to point out that uh, she does listen, and you are wrong. <laughs> However, when I when when we went to the first song break and we played Tokyo Monsters, I went out to refill my Pepsi and like I heard uh, Possum Kingdom by the Toadies was playing. So uh, Jesus. yeah, it wasn't our show. <laughs> so uh, here's here's something funny. Um, Summerland, the Everclear show is uh, is is coming back and it's got Everclear, uh, one of the best local bands of all time that got to open up for Metallica, Local H. <laughs> And then, um, and it's got Marcy's Playground on there too. So hopefully they'll come to, uh, uh, the hopefully they'll come somewhere near Buffalo because I'd love to see I, Everclear again. I would like to see that show. And, uh, uh, yeah, Local H, uh, I, I didn't get to see Local H when they opened for Metallica because, like, nobody wanted to see Volbeat. And, <laughs> and, 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 like, after hearing Volbeat, I'm like, okay, I completely understand. I love Volbeat because it's just like, how many minutes? Like it's it's really. Like I think just I, I think Volbeat literally did a show like at Rapids. I think the night before or the night after the Metallica show in Foxborough. It was the night after because I'm like, hey, we can we can hitch a ride with Volbeat, and they're like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> it was it was art, it was Art Park. Oh, was it Art yeah. Park? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go to that, but I had a show because I like the music, and there's a couple of songs I like, but they're. People have to remember they're not from America, right? No, I, but neither like, is Avatar, it, and Avatar is really fucking good. But again, I can barely understand what Avatar sings live. <laughs> so, um, but to be fair, like most places, I can barely understand the singer because the music's so fucking high. Sure. Except for uh, Stone Sour, I gotta say, man, Stone Sour is really good. I wish you <laughs> stayed for that. I saw what I wanted, and I went home. <laughs> I know. Dude, Steel Panther, they're such nice guys. They're so nice to me. <laughs> they're touring with Fozzie, right? Well, they're they're going to be touring with Fozzie in Europe. Uh, we actually, on Board Wrestling Fan, had a discussion about whether or not Chris Jericho could be in the Royal Rumble because he's playing with Fozzie that night in France with Steel Panther. So oh, okay. we, we've determined that it is physically impossible for Chris Jericho to get back to the to get back to Philadelphia and wrestle uh, the night of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> When's uh, Raw 25? That is uh, this coming Monday. Oh, okay. Because I was told he was coming to that. He'll be on that. 
uh, with uh, like The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Trish Stratus has been announced for that, Eric Bischoff, Hall and Nash, uh, just all kinds of, uh, you know, all kinds of legends. And uh, I, I, my understanding is the first, ha- uh, the first hour of the show uh, is going to take place from the Manhattan Center, uh, where the first Monday Night Raw took place on January 11th, 1993. Uh, and then the uh, rest of the show is going to take place in the Barclays Center. Why did why don't they just do the whole show at the Manhattan Center? I don't know. I figured they uh, they probably figured they could sell more tickets if they sold for both venues. So <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's a, I, that's a... I it was funny because uh, who was it? I think it was Walt Culture just did like 10, 10 famous scenes or something at the Barclays Center, and what was or not at the park at the Manhattan Center. And what was really cool was I forgot that Shawn Michaels and Mister Perfect had like these huge matches together. Oh yeah. Feud. So, cause I didn't start, wa- I didn't really start watching wrestling until about, I'd say six months before WrestleMania 10. So you so, mentioned, you mentioned what culture and I'm like, I don't know that channel. I'm not on that one. <laughs> I, it's like I, the, I only, only know, sla- not on. I only, I, I only know slat rock and, uh, and, and wrestling is life and, uh, uh WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm on all of those. <laughs> Actually, I just watched WrestleMania uh, the other day, and I'm like, this isn't Joe's voice. I miss Joe's voice. I, I fill in for WrestleMania. I got a WrestleMania gig in my uh, in my inbox right now, so uh, that'll that'll be uh, coming up soon, I'm sure. But what did you think about Star Trek Insurrection? Let's get back on the so, topic here. So I will be perfectly honest that I was cleaning while I was watching, so I was half paying uh... attention. Uh, so I mean, I thought it was a pretty good, pretty good movie. I mean, because you had Data dealing with the kid who didn't know anything about technology, so you know, and they're you know they get to be friends because Data's like, well, you know, I've often wondered what it would be like to be human, and the kid's like, I've often wondered what it'd be like to be a robot, and so they were sharing stories and all that, and then uh, the whole thing with Picard's like, no, that's against the Prime Directive, we can't do that, and they're like, fuck you, we're doing it anyway. And he's yeah, like, the that. fuck you are. And then he stops them because the Star Trek. <laughs> then he stops them because Star Trek. And it's like, well, now I have to go defend myself from the Borg and from the Vulcans and from whatever the fuck else, you know, the Romulans and all that other shit. And, uh, but I have shore leave coming up. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Kirk would have just been like, yeah, they can fend for themselves for a little while. Fuck that. <laughs> Did you uh, have to pay for this one? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, out of all the weeks we've been doing Star Trek, and, like, you know, last week's was the first one I had to actually pay for because it was the first time that they weren't on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, You know, that's not bad. I mean, that that was paying for my Prime membership for a while, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Getting those for free. Uh, And we have one left. Yeah, we got Star Trek Nemesis, which is one of the least popular ones it's only got 38 percent on rotten tomatoes i'm looking at the i mean i've got the list of star trek films and uh that's that's the one that's left so i mean uh starting next week you got to come up with more stuff for me to watch damn it yeah man (laughs) you you Uh, got through these uh, oh god no i already did that (laughs) i ain't doing that again I was, in the, I was in the office, and Scott's got the book. And the book's just sitting there. I'm just looking at this book the whole time I'm in the office. Like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> but Scott's like really into dinosaurs and shit. In fact, uh, we went to a Sabres game last Tuesday, uh, Karina and I, and um, there's uh, over at Canal Side, there's this big like dinosaur statue, right? And she was like, I can get my picture taken with this dinosaur statue. Like, okay, cool. So I took her picture, and then when she uploaded it to Facebook, it automatically tagged Scott Leffler as the dinosaur. Nice. Uh, because Scott had taken a picture of it and posted it uh, back in, like, April when we went to a Bison's game. Like, I was there when Scott took the picture of the dinosaur. It was the first day the dinosaur was there. And he was like, I gotta, I gotta get a picture of this before we go to the... It was uh, We went to, uh, like, the, the Sabres had the... Uh, well, the NHL had the uh, centennial uh, thing that they were doing was at the arena that day, and it was okay. Star Wars night at the at the uh, Bison's game. <laughs> so we went to you know we went and got our picture taken with the Stanley Cup, and we went through this NHL history exhibit and all this other stuff. Uh, and Scott's like, "Oh, I want to see this dinosaur before we go over to uh, uh, before we go over to uh, the, the ballpark." So we went over to Canal Side. We found the dinosaur, and he took a picture of the dinosaur. So when Karina went to take a picture of the dinosaur uh, in, and uploaded, it was like it automatically tagged Scott Leffler as the dinosaur. That's either that or it just thinks that uh, <laughs> either that or it just thinks that Scott uh, is uh, old. <laughs> Looks like a dinosaur. Yeah. Karina says uh, to watch things she wants to watch for Joe Knows Jack. <laughs> Home, Home Alone 5? No, not Home Alone 5. Has she ever seen Home Alone 5? I doubt she's seen Home Alone 5. Have you ever seen Home Alone 5? <laughs> I don't know. She's typing right now. So <laughs> I don't know. So, I, I doubt she's I, ever seen Home Alone 5. I know one. Uh, she says, she says land, Bef land Before Time. I've never seen that. So that would fit the criteria. She says, with all this dinosaur talk. <laughs> There's like 20 of them. I know, right? And I've never seen any of them. I've only seen like the first six. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them, so that that would fit the description. <laughs> Have you ever seen Adam's Family? Uh, yeah, I've seen Adam's Family. Have and you Adam's, seen Adam's Family Values. And Adam's Family Values, yes. Okay. Um. And and uh, heard the MC Hammer song from the Adam's Family Values soundtrack. Oh my god, it's terrible. She says no, Home Alone five. <laughs> um. I don't know. Is there anything that you're interested in seeing, Joe? Is there I, any are there any franchises that someone's been like, you should see this, and you're like, eh, maybe, I don't know. Not really, no. I mean, and that's just, I mean, like, I mean, I know there's a ton of movies out there I haven't seen that are, like, considered classics or whatever. I mean, you missed, a, uh, you missed us last week talking about Titanic, uh, because I've only seen half of Titanic, and I've seen, like, bits and pieces of the second half. Uh, and Karina's like, the best part of the movie is when the guy goes overboard and he hits the hits the propeller. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's all CGI, but it looks cool. And I'm like, I've been told about that scene, and I've been told it's the best scene in the movie. And then if you look up on YouTube, the best scene in Titanic, that's what comes up. Yeah. Is this guy going overboard and, and just bumping into the propeller on his way down. It's like, ah, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he, you say bumping, but it's like just splattering on it. Oh, sure, whatever. I mean, it was great. It was just, we watched it on YouTube right after the show just because she was talking about it. It's like, I, gotta, I have to see this. Everybody tells me how good this this part is. <laughs> what about uh, th uh, Thunder in Paradise? No, I haven't seen Thunder in Paradise. How have you not seen Thunder in Paradise? It's Hulk Hogan. I understand it's Hulk Hogan, but I've also not seen Mr. Nanny. Okay, or we're doing Hulk Santa Hogan with movies. muscles. Oh God. Okay, well I, I'll 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 spare you that I've seen uh, 
No Holds Barred, and I've seen Suburban Commando. Ooh, okay, well, three ninjas escaped from Magic Mountain. Sure. Um, you know, let's... She says for I... us to do a, a Joe Knows Jack TV series. Which I know you don't want to do, because that would take away, like, the one segment that you look forward to every week on this show in, <laughs> in order to do it as a TV series. Oh, no, 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 I think she means do a TV series, like, where I have to watch a TV series. Yeah, the problem with doing a TV series, though, is... I mean, it's just so, because like a good TV series takes a while. Like I would give you like the Drew Carey show or something like that. But I used to watch I, the Drew Carey show. So, I mean, that's like, and I, I enjoyed the Drew Carey show and I would, I would enjoy to watch the Drew Carey show again. So, <laughs> like, and that's the thing. It's just like, but the, the good ones are the good TV series. Like, have you ever seen Firefly? No. See, maybe I'd give you Firefly or something, because it's only six episodes. Sure. So, because I, Fox Fox was like, fuck this shit. I mean, like, uh, we, we could do this reverse, and I could give you a show, and you can watch all 600 and some odd episodes of The Simpsons, and I'll ask you about them in, like, a month. <laughs> I, I'd kill myself. We sat there last night, I, I like, after uh, Space Jam was done, and she was, she was asleep, I was awake, I'm like, fuck this, I put on, like, a random episode of The Simpsons and fell asleep. Uh, it was a newer episode, so <laughs> it wasn't the Aurora Borealis episode. Yeah. Uh, let's I actually see. watched that before last week's show. I was sitting here like, I, I need I, I need to kill like half an hour. So I was like, I'm going to watch 22 short films about Springfield. <laughs> and and that's, uh, you know, that's what that segment is from. Phantom of the Paradise, 1974, says, uh, says Mr. Mark. Yeah, Mark likes those good movies that are like classics, though. That sounds interesting. Let me let me let me get a description of this here, and we'll uh, we'll we'll go from here. I clicked on it, and then it moved, so it didn't click. <laughs> Let's see. A disfigured composer sells his soul for the woman he loves, so that she will perform his music. However, an evil record tycoon betrays him and steals his music to open his rock palace, the Paradise. That sounds interesting. Well, they have... Okay, so we have Hulk Hogan movies. The Secret Agent Club, which is pretty decent. I haven't seen it. Santa with Muscles. I have not seen it. I, I've seen the review on uh, like Wrestling with Regret and Wrestle Crap. <laughs> Thunder in Paradise 1, 2, and 3. And there then there's a TV series. I know there was this TV series. I didn't know there was three... Uh three movies i knew there was at least one uh let's see what mr nanny what people what many people who don't know about hogan what many people who know about hogan don't know is he was in the quote sport for several years <laughs> what the fuck shut the fuck up imdb in virtual obscurity before they have sport in quotes nice fuck you imdb <laughs> Well, I hate seen... their IM. I hate their IMDb page because it gives you like all of Hulk Hogan in wrestling stuff too, not yeah. just movies. I see Rocky Three on here. You know, I've seen that. That was yep. we, we, we've done that on Joe Knows Jack. Hulk Hogan filmography. I'm trying to get it on Wikipedia and see what we get here. I guess I'm just going to the Hulk Hogan page and then. 
Maybe there's a filmography on here. Uh, filmography, there we go. Uh, so Rocky Three was his first movie. We've seen that. Uh, he got fired from the WWF for that. He did. Uh, Bimini Code and Goldie and the Bears uh, were his next two movies. He was in the A-Team uh, on TV. Uh, in one episode, he was in No Holds Barred, uh, Gremlins 2, The New Batch, which I just watched the other day. So, <laughs> Yeah, I love that one. You know, there's, a, there's an alternate sequence. Instead of Hulk Hogan... And like the movie theater, like the, the film ripping apart and all that, it's uh, they take over your VCR. It was on the VHS version. They take over your VCR and then they start flipping channels and they end up in a shootout with John Wayne. I've seen that one in on cable. Yeah, actually, I've, it's on it's on my Blu-ray. It's on the uh, special special features. I watched that after we watched uh, Gremlins 2. Boom. So, uh, Suburban Commando, I've seen. Uh, Mr. Nanny, I haven't seen. Uh, there's Thunder in Paradise. Uh, we've yeah, established I haven't seen that. Uh, trying to just find movies here. Uh, Spy Hard, I, ha I didn't know he was in that. I haven't seen that. Uh, Santa with Muscles. Three Ninjas, High Noon on Mega Mountain. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, Muppets from Space? Hulk Hogan was in that? Yeah. I, I didn't, I must not have seen that. Well, the problem is, is ha most of these are like for a minute or like two minutes. Sure, nothing sure. like major. Uh, I, here's one I've seen. Nomeo and Juliet. I've never seen that one and I never will. So, well, I, I was flipping through channels and I had HBO at the time. Uh, and I came across like this animated film and first thing I hear is Hulk Hogan's voice. I'm like... Wait a minute, I know that voice, and then I end up watching the whole goddamn movie just to sit through the credits and make sure I was right about him being Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you could have just went to IMDb. I could have, but I was too lazy. Too and lazy. in 2014, he was in a Radio Shack commercial for uh, Super Bowl uh, uh, Roman numerals. <laughs> Super Bowl Roman numerals. XL, I think that's like 40, no, 38? XLVIII? I don't know, 48? I don't, I don't fucking know. What the fuck ever. That was a great commercial, though. I, I, I don't think it's on YouTube anymore, but it was like... I know that, that commercial itself is on YouTube, but his... Like, he had a specific commercial to himself, where it was like him and Sergeant Slaughter, uh, and like, I, I don't remember what the deal was, but like, Alf had his own commercial. Yeah. Like, it was just all these 80s guys, like D. Snyder was in the commercial, and like... Uh, I don't know, like, I think Mr. T was in there. Like, a bunch of people were in that commercial. Have you ever seen the Cheech and Chong movies? No. Maybe we'll do that, since I Maybe. have them all on DVD. Maybe. That'll work. I actually, I actually do a cover of one of the songs from one of the Cheech and Chong movies. Do you? Which, that's, that's cool. A co I don't think I'm allowed to play it, though. Probably not. Yeah. I'm right here in my fucking studio, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll finalize that next week, I guess, because we're going to have to. <laughs> Yeah, we've got, we've got no uh, we've got no uh, choice but to finalize that next week. Otherwise, we don't have a segment the week after. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll do music movies or something. Okay, I I, I, I like some music movies. I, I wouldn't mind seeing some music movies I haven't seen yet. So I've got plenty of them. Cool. So we'll we'll figure that out next week. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, let's get to another song. Sounds good to me. This buddy. is a uh, this is a song you recommended. Oh, uh, yeah, this is uh, John. Yeah, John Harris. 
yeah, this guy's this guy is like awesome. He's he's from Buffalo. And then he moved back to Syracuse. Um, I think it was about two years ago. Like I played a show with John. I played an acoustic show with John. And then him and I started talking. And then he apparently knows Everclear. So it was really like so he's just like, Yeah, I know Everclear. I've made jewelry for him because he owns a really great jewelry company. And we really got to talk, and I'm like, oh, I'd love to do something with you. He's like, well, yeah, I'd love to do something with you, but I'm moving in two days. I was like, oh, shit. He's like, yeah, I'm moving to Syracuse. But um, he's uh, he's a great artist, um, and I actually saw him uh, play at the Veer Union show a couple of weeks back. Okay. Um, Those guys were at the All Western New York uh, New Year's Eve show, which was great. Yeah. They hung out the whole night. Yeah, they drank a lot of booze. They they hung out the whole night. They uh they seemed to enjoy all the music. Yeah, so, and uh, uh, John was John was great. And apparently, because of that show, he got management. They were at that show. They saw him, and now he's got uh I think it's like a a fifteen date tour coming up in the early summer. He's playing Canada. He's playing all over the U.S. He's playing New York City, Boston, stuff like that. So. Oh, cool. And this album uh, th- that the song is off of is called Wake the Dead. Uh, and he actually recorded all the music in haunted spots all over Western New York. Oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, uh, and then I believe it was mixed and mastered, not in haunted spots, because that'd be really <laughs> difficult to do. But <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, he, he ended up giving me the CD for free. So now I'm like, uh, well, if you're going to give the- and I'm like, he like hands it to me, gives me a like a hug. And he's like, I'll, I'll catch you later. I'm going to head on out. And because he had to drive back to Syracuse from right. Niagara Falls. And it, I'm like, oh, thanks, man. And I'm like, wait, what? And then by the time I realized, like, I'm like, I would have bought the fucking CD because it was like 10 bucks. So now I'm like, I'm going to give you as much free promotion as I possibly can. So. But yeah, but uh, this song is called uh, uh, The Joke. From his album "Wake the Dead," and you can get that on uh, on Facebook, uh, Google Play, Amazon Prime, all that fun stuff. I've uh, got it right here on musicofjohnharris.com. Damn right! So, and you're gonna hear that here on the Think So Joe Show, all Western New York radio. Joe 
The Think So Joe Show. So I'm over here listening to this song and I'm just scrolling on my phone. And apparently Spike TV is no more. I, I saw that. I saw a sponsored post. It's now like the uh, United Paramount Networkers. No, no, no. It's not that because that was UPN. No, it's uh, the Paramount Network. I knew it had something to do with Paramount. So they're doing this bit, right, where they're like, uh, you can suggest how they destroy the Spike TV logo? I, I don't know anything about this. Like, this is the first I heard of it was when I saw this uh, thing that you were uh, referencing, this Facebook-sponsored post. Yeah, it's like Limp Sync, Lip Sync Battle, Waco, a six-part TV event, um, Heather's, the television show is coming, like... Like, what the fuck, man? Like, like can, can I just, I, I, I want speaking of like marketing campaigns can, and sponsored posts, uh, can I just point out that Tide has actually had to spend money and get sponsored posts saying that you should not be doing anything with Tide Pods besides doing laundry? That's it's so sad. Oh my god! And I, I'm with the people who are like, "Hey, if it, you know, we should just let these idiots weed themselves out because these are not these are not children that are just getting into the tide things and like, ooh, these look like candy. These are fucking teenagers who should fucking know better." Well, like the one thing that that just bothers me is um, is the people on on my facebook page some of them are like oh the millennials they're ruining i'm like whoa 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 i'm like this isn't a fucking millennial thing first uh-huh. off because this is teenagers these are kids that were born after the year 2000 yeah these these are kids that were not alive when 911 happened let that fucking sink in yeah so they're reading about 911 like we read about fucking pearl harbor right and in the vietnam war right right so um, first off, and I'm tired of like, there's this other thing going around. It's, um, it's a millennial interview and it shows some girl just on her phone. Like, uh, like I need like a safe space and I don't come in until like 10. I'm like, this, this isn't that it's not true. It's like, why are you like, I understand it's like, Hey, you know, I want ratings and I want people to go to my YouTube channel or my Facebook page, but it's just, it's like so fucking wrong. And like that, it's just so obnoxious where the, people are like, it, it's it's like, did you just fall out of your chair? No, I dropped a fidget spinner. Oh, see, I'm not there. So you, you're, you're so not here and we drop it. We, you're not here and we have the Batman fidget spinner. We set it right by your mic and you're nice. not here. So now I'm playing with the, with the Batman fidget spinner. It's just, it <laughs> seems like, it, it's just like when Republicans, you know, talk about like, 
you know, like feminists and every feminist in the world wants to, you know, wants to have like hairy armpits and 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 just wants to kill men. It's like that's not true. And it's just like Dex Dex Shepard. If if he's he's a funny he's a funny actor. I love the guy. And he actually said he's like don't don't fool yourselves. He put this on Twitter just uh, just a little ago a little while ago. And he goes don't fool yourselves. Uh, there the there's only ten percent of conservatives, which are the far far right, and the ten percent of of liberals, which are the far far left. They're the ones doing all the bitching. Everybody else is pretty moderate. Which is which is pretty much completely true, and that's and that's how this is. For every one millennial that is like, hey, you know, I can't wake up until like, I can't like come to work until ten o'clock, and I have to have a safe space with an hour lunch and meditation. For every one of those guys, there's a thousand others that are working their their asses off. Yeah, and it's 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 funny, like, because people are like, oh, you know, I I was watching Shark Tank yesterday, and this woman was like. Yeah, like a lot of millennials are doing this for a side hustle. And I'm like, you know what? I hate that. It's like, why? It's not a side hustle. It's a second job. Yeah. Like, don't don't rename it. It's And it's like, why do I need a second job? Because my first job, even though I work full time, is cutting it to, to 29 hours. So it doesn't officially, in, in the state I live in, count as a full time job. So they don't have to pay for my insurance. And it's like, dudes, like, don't fucking, don't stop trying to wrap this shit up in in new wrapping paper and a nice new bow, and say it's brand new. Like, I hate that. It's like, yeah, like my, I, I had to sit my grandfather down when I when I was having Christmas dinner with him last year, and he's just like, you know, when I was, you know, when I was your age, I was working hard and I had my own company, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I had my own company too. I actually had my own company when I was 20 years old. And you know what happened? It went out of business because I couldn't get a job anywhere else. I was I was subcontracting, and what happened was there were people that were younger than I who were like, well, what I'll do is instead of doing installing tile for twenty dollars an hour, I'll do it for fifteen. Sure. And then and then there were people going, well, instead of doing it for fifteen an hour, I'll do it for ten. Yeah. And then there were others that were like, I'll do I'll just do it by job. So I'll do a job that takes four days. But I'll do it for a hundred dollars, and it's just like, and I'm like, and I'm trying to explain that to him, and then it's just like, like I tell people when I was in Lost Elysium, like I my full time job was Lost Elysium, and then I was also doing Rapids Theater, and then I was also doing tile work, and I was doing all this other stuff just to make ends meet and try to live my actual dream of being a musician. Right. And people and people are like, well, why don't you just like be a banker? I'm like, because I have to slit my wrists. Yeah. Right. Like. And it's like, listen, I should not have to work a job that I absolutely hate to 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 live. Like I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't have to do that in my life. And but and it's funny because a lot of people are are like my grandparents were first generation. Not even. I mean, they came over from Germany. Right. And the American way was you could have your dream. So my grandfather's dream was to have a stable life and this, that, and the other thing. And he didn't care how to have that stable life. Sure. The next generation, my mom, my dad, their dream should have been, I want a stable life and I want to be happy doing what I have to do for a living. They didn't get that. Well, third generation, myself, I am not okay with that. No. And I would rather work 20 hours a day, excuse me, 
20 hours a day just trying to to make my dreams happen. So when I'm on my deathbed, um, I'm able to say, you know what? I did the best I could with what I had. Because I don't ever want to go, you know, I wish I could have done, I should have done this or I should have done that. And, and, and it's just shit like that always pisses me off is whenever everyone's just like, well, you know, the, the millennials are just lazy or the next generation after is just lazy. It's like, dude, um, I'm sorry that you were able to do a part-time job for a summer and you were able to pay for your whole year of college, two semesters. Right. Um, I could have 15 part-time jobs and work literally 24 hours a day, seven days a week and still not be able to pay for my entire, entire college for, mm -hmm. for one semester. Like I remember I did, um, community colleges. The point of a community college was it's in your community. And if you live there for at least a year, you were supposed to get, you know, money off. It was supposed to be like, Hey, you know, this is something cheap so you can get a, a quick degree. Sure. And then work your way up either with this degree, you've got some, you got some experience and you're able to um, take that, get a job that pays you decently. And then from there, with the help of that job, you can go to college, a four-year school, part-time while you're working that job. I was 18 years old, so this is 2004, and I was going to go to college, four classes was $8,000 for a semester. And that does not count books. Books were going to be another $1,500 in Long Island. And yeah. I'm like, and I couldn't afford it. And I had a kid and I was living with my girlfriend who became my wife and I had a kid and it was like, well, I can either go to college and starve and be a horrible um, partner and parent Mm -hmm. Or I can just get a get a, a full time job and make barely ends meet and have my my girlfriend also work full time. So our kid is being watched by our you know by all our friends and family and try to make en ends meet doing that. And mm -hmm. and that's what that's what I had to end up fucking doing. And then I finally get to college, and now I'm paying like forty thousand dollars back for for a year of college. So, I mean, that's, it's, it's fucking insane. And it was a SUNY school, which again, SUNY schools are supposed to be cheaper than other colleges because you are a New York state resident. Right. Because I know people that came from different states that go to SUNY schools and they're paying an extra $15,000 in some, in some SUNY schools because they're not a resident, an original resident of New York state, but it's still. It's it's fucking insane, and people just look at us like we're the lazy pieces of shit. Uh huh. And it just it bothers the piss out of me. You're not wrong. Um, I I, I just learned this uh, in some research here. In some areas, Tide has become such a hot commodity item, and I mean Tide, the laundry detergent in general, uh, that criminals steal it from stores to resell. Police call the detergent liquid gold on the black market, and it's been known to be traded or sold for illegal drugs. So it ain't just the Tide Pods that are <laughs> controversial, I guess. Well, I mean, you have to remember, I mean, Whippets. Like, we didn't create Whippets. Whippets were huge in the 70s and 80s. So, I mean, I, and that's the thing. It's like, I mean, people would, Ecstasy is a great example. And, uh, I mean, we can 
bring Karina in here and have her discuss <laughs> ecstasy with us again. But ecstasy is just crap. It some ecstasy has fucking like laundry detergent and bleach in it and shit like that. And that's what you know, MDA MDMA is supposed to be like the pure shit. But then ecstasy is like, you know, we'll just put shit in here like Windex <laughs> with it. And who who cares? And it's like, and that's and that's the the bullshit of it. It's like it's it's not just it's not our generation. Every generation forgets how stupid they were when they were teenagers. Like, I mean, let's be fair here. We have millennials had jackass. Yes, we can they be did. Complete, we can be completely honest about that. We had jackass. Now, there was a jackass type thing in the 70s and in the 80s and in the 90s. I just don't know that because I wasn't alive for most of that shit. So, uh, I mean, I guess um, I guess the 80s, the 90s uh, version of Jackass was uh, mosh pits. But, <laughs> I mean, there is a sense of entitlement, but I think every generation has that sense of entitlement one way or another. Like, it doesn't help that when, uh, for the past, like, 25 years, every time I see a car commercial, it starts with, you deserve a car like this. And it's like, why do I deserve a Mercedes? Yeah, right. I think I work hard enough where I deserve to have a car where I'm not worried about it starting and I'm not worried about it going from point A to point B to point C back to point A. But I don't think I deserve a fucking Mercedes. You know, I I think I like I said, I think I deserve a a, a good vehicle, a reliable vehicle. I don't think I deserve the greatest vehicle made of gold or something like that. Um I think I deserve, and I feel like every person in the world deserves to not starve to death. I think every sure. person deserves to to have adequate health care. I don't think every person in the world deserves a Porsche. So um, I don't know. Maybe maybe, I, maybe I'm crazy. It's just it's a it's a bit obnoxious. I guess again, it's seven thirty. So this is the part of the show where Brian wakes up and his this, drugs this, are wearing this is off. The Brian rants getting part, angry. Yeah. Yeah, this is the the rant half hour of Brian, like apparently. <laughs> so I'm excited for the Royal Rumble because I I'm thinking I'm going to see Medusa. Um, maybe I know they they were advertising a uh, a, uh, a a special on the network that's available on demand from uh, regarding her. So, well, I hope she's Medusa and not Alundra Blaze. That's so stupid. It's WWE. She'll be. Um... She'll be Alundra Blaze. Like they own the rights to Medusa, though, because of WCW. Like I don't, I don't understand why it matters, really. <laughs> but I, I don't know. You know, I know, I understand. It's like, hey, you know, Kevin Nash is Kevin Nash, but Scott Hall is Razor Ramon. It's like, why? <laughs> That's how they went in the Hall of Fame. You're, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. And then, like, Kevin Nash comes back as Diesel, which was cool. And then I think that was the same year he went into. He went into the Hall of Fame, and then he and he comes goes in as Kevin Nash. It's like, what? And I understand he was more famous as Kevin Nash than he was as Diesel. And I guess you can, uh, I guess it could be argued that Scott Hall was more famous as Razor Ramon than than as Scott Hall. But I don't know about that. <laughs> so I know I know that's because Razor Ramon was such a cool character, and he did have one of the greatest moments of Raw history. With uh, the lightning kid beating him. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. there was a special. It aired on the USA Network. It's available on the WWE Network. Uh, the top 25 moments in Raw history, and that was on there. 
which if yeah. you are a longtime fan of pro wrestling, that is a great special to check out because it, it has, uh, uh, what's the guy, Paul, Paul Rosen or whatever the fuck the guy's name is, uh, that, that does like the bring it to the table show with, uh, Corey Graves. Um, okay. he's like, it's him and Corey Graves hosting the thing, but he has to go back. He left the list of the top 10 moments in the WWE warehouse. So he goes back to the WWE warehouse where he runs into Sean Mooney. Wow. And Sean Mooney is like, just, you know, like trying to be like best friends with, with, uh, with this guy. And, um, like in the background, you see like, uh, the Adam Rose bunny, uh, a new day unicorn moppy and a referee playing poker. And then like, as he's walking through the warehouse, there's like Jack Swagger's Eagle is just sitting in like the King of the ring throne and shit like that. Just weird shit. Just, like if you're a WWE fan that you just look at and be like, holy shit, that's fucking cool. <laughs> you know, like see, like they should bring back the King of the Ring and they should do they should do an entire three hour tournament and have it W WWE uh, like have it Raw versus SmackDown. Have the cruiserweights involved there too. Have it King of the Ring for all of WWE and then also have a woman's King of the Ring. Like could like, you know like, how awesome like, that would like, be? Like a queen of the ring. Yeah, and they should they should actually they should do they should really freaking do that. And I think that'd be really cool. I mean, the last great King of the Ring, I would say, is King Booker. Um like I forgot that Billy Gunn and Ken Shamrock were both King of the Ring winners. Yeah. So Triple H was apparently too. Yeah, and yeah, he was. He didn't really he didn't really use that at all. No, and some of the guys that did win didn't really use it at all. And then you have someone like Owen Hart that the day he died, he was still the king of hearts for the most part. Yeah. So, um, and Slammy Award winner. I was watching this episode of Raw, and I know you saw my post about it. It was, uh, we we just threw on the network, and it was like, uh, this week in WWE. So after this week in WWE, they were showing this Raw from January 4th, uh, 2016, so two years ago. And I'm just watching this episode of Raw, and it's like, half the guys that were on this episode had left WWE on bad terms, including King yeah. Barrett. Uh, was uh, He was mentioned on the show. I didn't see him. Uh, Ryback was on the show. Alberto Del Rio was on the show. Just, like, all these guys who just left on bad terms. It's like, holy shit, like, this guy was on here? Like, Cody Rhodes was Stardust. And it's like, goddamn. Like, Neville was on the episode. It's like, holy shit, man. A lot happened in two years in WWE. <laughs> I know, and... He you sort of forget that like it's it's almost like that every two years if you go like you always have like the guys that are always there like Dolph Ziggler John Cena and stuff like that but then I mean two years ago I mean Triple H was still was doing shit I think was is a is a good example and the authority was there and 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 stuff like that and it's it's really it every two years it really changes I mean it's I mean you know, one year you have Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Undertaker pretty much as regular guys, and then all of a sudden they're all semi-retired and shit like that. So, I don't know. All I know is I hope that Roman Reigns is is suspended due to his steroid. I saw that. That's uh, Yeah, that's going to throw a wrinkle into things for WWE. Well, they said that, you know, he... 
he was attached to this, but he was or he already got a wellness violation, which may have been already because of this guy. Sure. So so he this may be he may have been a former client of this guy. Sure. And just because you're a client of someone doesn't mean that you're getting illegal steroids. So um, I understand like there's a there's a way around it. Like the other thing is like the wellness like and Rob Van Dam talked about this, like the wellness policy. There's no way he can do it again because of his because he smokes weed, even though he lives in California and it's legal. Mm-hmm. If they did a if they did a piss test on him, he'd he'd come up positive. And he's like, I don't think it's fair because it's legal where I'm from, um, and shit like that. But it is what it is. So now he he's not going to get a job because apparently he got like a really bad concussion. So oh. yeah, if you watch the uh, Kurt Angle 24, which has been airing on the on the WWE Network uh, lately, uh, Kurt Angle's like, you know, when I was in WWE, I was on painkillers. And like I would have been fired on the spot with the with the wellness policy and pl- that's in place now. Yeah. So like I mean you know you've got one argument uh, for and one argument against and you've got guys like Scott Steiner who are like the whole goddamn thing's a joke you know. Says the guy that can't even he 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 tests positive just walking into the office. Well sure but his his uh, you know the infamous thing with Scott Steiner was he was like I'll take a drug test when Triple H does. Touche. Yeah. So I mean, and like, clearly that didn't happen, and he rubbed somebody the wrong way, and there goes his big push that he was gonna have with his with this match with Triple H, you know, and all that shit. Uh, back when Scott Steiner had come over uh, after WCW ended. Um. So I mean, like, you know, <laughs> the wellness policy is there, and you've got some guys who are like, well, yeah, I mean, this would have saved my life if it was here when I was here. Um, and then you've got other guys who are like, that fucking thing is so stupid, it's a joke, you know, and like, it's selective. Yeah. I, I feel that. Yeah. But I, I think it's time to, to wrap things up, isn't it? I agree, I think we're at that point. Uh, so this Friday night, all WNY news and radio will be at Nietzsche's at 10pm, the first band starts, uh, and we're playing, we're going straight through to 2am. Uh, with Tokyo Monsters, Nuke Fun, uh, Humble State, and uh, hopefully one more band. We're we're still working on that right now. Uh, we're, how, mu- how much are tickets, Joe? Uh, it's five bucks. Five bucks at the door. Five bucks. Uh, we're not even doing advance right now, so just five bucks gets you in. Um, so, and uh, this is one of the bands that was going to play at this show. They're on the flyer, uh, and they're a really good band. But unfortunately, uh, Bronchitis has kept them out of the uh, kept them off the bill. Uh, so hopefully maybe sometime in the future we'll get them back on a all-WNY show. Uh, and this is a band called Groove Nectar. Uh, and this song is called Head Rush on all-WNY radio. Think so, Joe Show. We'll see you next week. Brian, I'll talk to you later off the air. Peace out. Later. Here it comes. Four days.